All right, all right, all right. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the pink. <laughs> yeah, we back at the pink. It was an epic night at the pink. Yes. Episode um, seven did not disappoint at all. At all. This that was, break off was awesome. <laughs> like, okay. This was a phenomenal episode. Yep. Top to bottom. Just yep. really, really the best. Hold on. Let me um, put my do not disturb on real quick. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, this episode was really, yeah. It was probably out of all the episodes we've seen so far, like my favorite. There were so many different dynamics and so many different angles that we saw the story come from. Converge. Yeah, and but Uncle Clifford like really stole the show, I think, this episode. Like I'm I'm always ranting and raving about Uncle Clifford, but he had so many pivotal moments in this one tonight too. It was just was awesome. So round of applause to the Katori to the Katori gang. Y'all did yeah. that. So, you know, I got to start it off with, like, who directed, who wrote that. Sis, so, sis, you always give the best um, recap, so let's get into it. So, this episode, we're on episode seven. We have one more night yes. with the Pink, child. It's I don't know what I'm going to do. do after next Sunday when, like, the show doesn't come on anymore because... You're going to be terrified by Lovecraft Country. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I got to watch That's that. That's all we've got. Broad daylight. <laughs> There you go from like liking some ratchet shit, like enjoying some off the chain shit, to now you're gonna be. Oh my god, Lovecraft! Daylight like, scared like, out of me. <laughs> uh, not only is it like scaring the shit out of me, but it's also like mind blowing. Yes, I'm mindful. I just feel like both of these two shows are just like really, really fucking good black creativity on screen right now I, I like i love both of them but lovecraft is scary as fuck i'm not even gonna lie lovecraft I'm, is like, a whole mind fuck and <laughs> should be creeping into my dreams i literally told myself i can't watch it before i go to bed and i haven't watched it yet but now that you've told me what tonight's episode is about i'll be watching that tomorrow in the daylight um and i'll be enjoying the pink again <laughs> tonight yeah. that's what i'll be doing i'll be watching Episode seven of P Valley. Yes, yes, yes. So episode seven, last call for alcohol. This is the mm-hmm. penultimate episode. Yes. Uh, before everything, you know, before they bury the pink, as they say on the show, and they're going to have a funeral. This episode was directed by Sydney Freeland, who mm-hmm. I had to look up. Like, I feel like a lot of the other directors this episode, like I immediately know their name. I know nothing about this woman who I like I looked her up on IMDB and I've literally seen nothing she's mm. ever directed or written on before yeah. um, but she did um, a good job to she did a great job. A roster right well, she has, she's well actually I shouldn't say that she's done a few episodes of Grey's Anatomy oh okay uh, I've not, but been around because sure, Grey's like, is a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did mm-hmm. uh, one episode of Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, okay, but I, I just don't watch these shows, so I didn't know her. But mm-hmm. I do want to say that this show was actually this episode was very, very well directed. I liked some of the decisions she made with like camera angles and zooming. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. there was that one scene where she, who is it? I think it's when 
Autumn was with Andre and she like zooms all the way in on the eye, like the iris of his eye and you can like yes. see Autumn. Her reflection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like when Uncle Clifford was driving around, like just the way the, they pan the camera um, there. I really like that. So I shout yeah. out to Sydney. Girl, we got to get you some more stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would like to see more of your work. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like her angles were off the chain. Um, the, the way that she brought like each character out in each in each scene was just awesome. Like there were some epic like um, dialogues that went back and forth and I was just here for all of it. So yes. Yes, yes. That's Sydney. And this episode was written by Patrick Ian Polk, who is the creator of the show Noah's Ark. So okay. I went to college in Atlanta and I be- when I was in college, I think Noah's Ark, yeah, Noah's Ark was on the air when I was in college. And it was a really, I just remember that show being like a really, really big deal. Yeah, um, it was. I've seen like a few episodes of Noah's Ark. And of course, like being in college and stuff, having cable, not having cable, it's like one of those shows I didn't really keep up with. But um yeah, I liked I, I liked uh, his writing of this episode. I thought it was really good. Patrick Ian Polk outside of Noah's Ark. That's, I think that's like what he's known for. But uh-huh. um, he also, I believe he wrote a couple of episodes of Being Mary Jane and oh, um, nice. a movie Blackbird that okay. had, um, it had um, uh, Isaiah Washington who plays Mayor Ruffin in P-Valley. It had him and um, Monique. Mm-hmm. Tail ruffin. <laughs> so um he's he's kind of done some pretty legendary shit um okay. in his time so he wrote this episode and this episode i feel like everybody just dropped bars this episode like Uncle yeah. Clifford, normally every episode he got bars like i feel like everybody who spoke had some bars this episode. everybody came with it uncle clifford still came through with the legendary bars but it's just like everybody had a, came through with the word on this one i feel yes yes um wh- where do we want to start with like the episode i guess we'll start in the beginning like girl we gotta start in the beginning with them boots <laughs> in the places now I don't know what Uncle Clifford thought he was given with this uh black Girl, power. He was giving Black Panther realness. It was the <laughs> the Oakland, the Oakland Black Panther, not Wakanda, okay? No, he was yes. giving the Oakland Raspberry Beret Black Panther. <laughs> now this braid, okay, like this braid, that's the thing about Uncle Clifford's look and fit. It's always you know how Chanel, Coco Chanel has this really famous quote, like, about how you should get dressed and put on, you know, all of your accessories and then remove one thing before yeah. you leave. And that is how you, like, set the tone for your day. I feel like Uncle Clifford never heard that advice. And he put them all you- <laughs> and he left. <laughs> He's giving you mixed media, like, every single Girl. episode. So that braid, like this, this one braid in the middle of the afro, I was just like, I don't really know what we're doing here. Girl, the <laughs> braid came around and it was red. It wrapped, yeah, and it was red. And it was red. Um, 
the outfit. The rest of the outfit, though, like, I kind of got it. But the I don't know where they found all them damn pins at. (laughs) Damn pins was on there. Like, they were perfectly placed, too. I was like, whoever did the costume for this look, I'm not (laughs) mad at them. They was not playing. They was like, oh, we're going to give them Black Panther realness. Yes. Yes, that is what was being served. Shit, the uncle. He also, um, because you know, was that last episode? We had a week off. I didn't forget. Yeah, last Mm -hmm. episode, I think, is when he bailed Patrice out. Yes, yes. Patrice had to lead this rally. Girl, basically, giving a word too. Uncle Clifford then spilled all the tea. Wasn't nobody supposed to know about this casino. Girl, hey, <laughs> when he walked up and Patrice said, what in the hell? That, <laughs> that really took me off. <laughs> the whole tone, I was like, oh shit, I know this is episode is about to be off the chain. Like, hello. I just... I, I, <laughs> Still not over that braid. I don't know why they did that. You know, but that I get that that's the character. This character, the thing is, like, Uncle Clifford be dropping so many bars. I just yeah. hate that he's so tacky. Like, they make him look so tacky. I hate that. It's they like, have to make him over the wise top. Person. Yeah, they have to make him hella over the top. <sighs> like, even the facial hair is like, what is that? Velcro? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that actually that facial hair feels very like authentic really know? i've only i've only been to memphis once and i know this is a fictional town outside of memphis but that seems very <laughs> representative of <coughs> what i saw there so um. now after is it after the uh after the little um oh no when they're at the the protest situation you know uh we've got two things going on the the white kyle brothers sign this leasing agreement yeah instead of the straight sale and they we get the impression that these two white boys are not good with money and that's why they were trying to hurry up and sell and get that six million they're, so listen, these motherfuckers are the epitome of mediocrity and privilege. These motherfuckers hate their daddy but and don't want to fuck with him, but will gladly take that six million to go fuck it off again. Like, it's just like, oh, they get on my nerves. I hate them. I really do. So about getting more money. Over. Yeah, like the potential for more money because Corbin, what do you say? It's, it might be 10 million yeah but of course they don't they don't see that no they want to take the money and run right so um what was i gonna say okay so yeah so they're mad about that but i feel like they're more so mad about being fucked over by this black man because we know that they're racist by this black man and their mulatto ass brother and their mulatto brother who's already signed Yep. When so, I thought he had already signed, it was going to be a problem. Right, right, right. And so 
God Daddy, Isaiah Washington, fine old ass, talking about some, uh, you know, he, he's just like, this nigga here, I know he mad. Said, you want to take the sugar with the shit on it or not, or the shit with the sugar on it or not, it's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> shit Thank with you. sugar on it is better than nothing. Take and then white boy said, you know what, we'll take it. But we're voting your nigger ass out. <laughs> they literally said if they have anything to do with it, pray tell, we're getting you out. We're electing someone else in here. Like, you got to go, pray tell. Is pray tell really his first name? Yes, girl. They've been. And then it's. <laughs> Are you sure? I feel like you're making this up. No, I'm not. Because the kids, the white boys referred to him as pray tell. And then when him and Andre get into a heated discussion, he was like, oh, pray tell, what, what do I owe you to receive such, like, feelings from me? You know, before they got into the heated dialogue, which we're going to get into in a minute. Oh, God. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the brother's name. You can look it up, sis. sis. That's his name. Pray tell. <laughs> I feel like. Now, how they spell it, up. I don't know. Yes, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like you're making this up just like you made up that Uncle Clifford was speaking Creole when he was clearly <laughs> speaking. <laughs> he was clearly speaking like Vietnamese. When he was clearly speaking Vietnamese. <laughs> oh my God, no, no. I swear to God, I've been paying attention. The last few episodes, they've been really <laughs> tale. Hold on, now I gotta look it up. Now, let's see. Oh, please. Okay. Hold on. While you are getting that damn, I left my phone in the other room. I had to come back to one room to charge up. Pause it. Can you pause it? Oh, pause, yeah. Okay, we're back. Now, Babs is high and can't hear. (laughs) I need to watch this shit sober because it's. (laughs) Name is Mayor Tydell Ruffin. <laughs> I knew Ty it. Del from <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna lay off the cannabis while I watch the shows. So I can be coherent because I fucking knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I didn't know his name, but I knew it wasn't fucking Pray Tell. Like, no, it ain't Pray Tell. You're making up stuff. Oh, yes, it is. Let me look it up. Tidell, okay, facts. We got the facts, real facts. That's what we do. Correct it. All right. Well, anywho. Yes. Andre is over here trying to be super nigga, and he fucks some deals up, basically. It's basically Throw the show down. Mm-hmm. They, you know, God Daddy, Mayor Tidell Ruffin goes <laughs> down to the park. He can't even have his ribbon cutting ceremony at the park because Clifford can fuck that shit all the way up. Girl, goes down to the park. And they're just stuttering. It's in shambles. Okay. And then uh, I guess, you know, the protest is over. And now we talked about this a couple of weeks ago because that tragic mulatto brother, Corbin, is on oh. Uncle Clifford's porch. And we said, what is this relationship with like they gotta be cousins or some shit? 
like on the black side clearly they still haven't really revealed it they haven't told us how they're related but we know there has to be some type of familial connection here most definitely corbin got his ass beat by his corbin whoever did his makeup for that is amazing they did a great job on his makeup because he like he just was kicked down the road like a can (laughs) he did him in that Cajun accent, I can't take it. They're like, hey, put on your best Cajun accent from the South. Put you on. know what his accent reminds me of? I don't know if I've said it on here already, but it's <laughs> giving me Gambit from X-Men. <laughs> the cartoon from the oh 90s when we were kids. Yes! Giving- oh. <laughs> it's giving me Gambit. Like, get your shit together. But not even really Gambit, because I had a crush on Gambit. I thought Gambit was kind of cool. Even though, when you think about it, his powers are kind of whack. Like, your powers are you just throw some cards. It's not Yeah. Cool. Like, we need, we need you to do more than that. <laughs> we need you to do a little bit more than that. Blow some shit up, okay? Yeah, I don't like... I feel like his instructions for the accent were like... Think of a slave, but like, <laughs> think of a slave that was educated, but like still had to work in the field. That is what we want from you. Not feel like a slave, but, you know, well-spoken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Culture. But still, but still, oh, in, the, still in the fields. Yes. Still in the fields. Still, still uh, manual labor. Mm-hmm. Yes. You pick cotton, but you can read. <laughs> I feel like and every time he talks, it irritates me because I think of that. Girl, it's it's just annoying. He got his ass beat because he's mad about the whole protest and shit. And I mean, I'm sorry, Corbin, but Uncle Clifford is trying to sell the paint. That's all he got, okay? He's not trying to sell it. I mean, he's trying, he's to, trying to hold on to it. Yeah, he's not yeah. trying to sell it. And you guys are trying to sell your land and get all this coin, but like Uncle Clifford needs some money. He needs seed money so he can open up a new strip club. That's what has to happen. He has to open a new strip club. Right, right. So that happens. Uh, We got to talk about that scene. The most relatable scene for me this episode was when Mercedes was waiting down at the check cash place or wherever wherever they go to get that money. The girl behind her was on, on speakerphone, but speakerphone specifically. Now, I don't ride Bart no more, but this was my biggest grievance when I rode Bart. It's like everybody talks on speakerphone. Do not bring me back there. Everyone talks on <laughs> phone hell a lot about what they're doing like why 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 i gotta listen to the music you chose to listen to you don't have to yeah frustrating as fuck so that was really funny oh yeah girl he ate me out <laughs> yes yes <laughs> very very loud very i was like ooh, i could just and i felt mercedes like irritation because yeah. i was irritated i'm like yeah i can't stand when niggas do that yeah so, when she said oh, so iud blow up bit i was like oh. <laughs> i know that was like a little aggressive like that was damn. extremely aggressive i was like oh, okay so she mad mad all right yes 
what else we got to talk about? We got, um, I thought this was going to be the murder night performance, but they're going to save that till next No, time. they got to prolong this because we got to get to the auction and shit. So basically, when Patrice was preaching and she was like, hey, hey, ho, ho, this casino has got to go. <laughs> yes, and the news, the little news thing was like, Chuckalisa says, casino. Like, <laughs> yes, that whole part was hella funny. Um, but back at the pink, this is supposed to be murder night. Lil Marta is rehearsing, but we learn he has stage fright. Girl, it's it's his first performance, though. It is his debut performance. It's his debut. Yes, he's barely moving his mouth. It's like, oh gosh, he, you know, when he stripped down, though, he got it together. I was like, Miss Mississippi. She need to be, uh, I know a lot of rappers who need her as a performance coach. Right. She got them right together. And I like that. I like that moment. I feel like she's expanding because a couple ep- episodes ago, she was like, I don't Not know good. how to do nothing. I just know yeah. how to be pretty. But yeah. clearly she's really good at motivating and managing this yeah. career. So maybe next season we'll see more of that happening. I would be really excited to see I it. hope to see more of that next season. I think she's really great at motivating, like you said, and like just actually bringing talent out of people. Yeah. Even if you look at how she's done herself, like she's been scared and had stage fright herself and had to get herself over it to do a really good job. So I guess she's learned firsthand and can help people in that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love so, it. Uh, I did like that in the episode. We also got, speaking of Miss Mississippi, we jumping around. This is not exactly how the the show happened, but Mm -mm. we finally see a little intimate moment, intimate adjacent moment with her and Diamond. I finally Uh, remember his name. Yeah, Sprite Zero. Sprite Zero. (laughs) So um, that was cute. That was like a cute little shared moment. I I know they're going to give it to us next season. I'm pretty sure it's going to be some drama. With The most unbelievable thing on this show is that Miss Mississippi is dating this white ass. Guy, guy. like redhead. White. Oh, he's white. Racist. Like he doesn't even seem like he'd like black people at all. I know. I know. That's the part that be blowing Put me. Put it on Keyshawn tab. Ugh. <laughs> all right. Out of here, yeah. You know, uh, there was one that's that's some season two shit we don't have to find out more about, yeah. Like, how they even like link it took us seven episodes to find out who the fuck Montavious was and what the fuck was going on with Autumn. Uh, if you listen to Valley Riders, we don't want seven episodes to find out what the fuck is going on between Keyshawn and this white ass man that y'all didn't gave her okay please give us give it to us earlier I need to know I need to know by like episode two or three like you're gonna have to give me something a little bit more than what y'all let's gave give, let's do a background on Mississippi okay so <laughs> I want to say that the best prayer film scene <laughs> 20 <laughs> goes to Uncle Clifford and when he gave that prayer um, to the boss bitch up above yeah. literally like put that prayer out there for when they got girl 
I'm telling you, like, he wants to bless the paint, you know, and go out one last time with a big bang and Lord, we're gonna need before... you to the niggas with money, bring them D boys. Yes, yes, bring the money niggas to the club, the drug dealers, the scammers. Yes, oh. bring them all. He made everybody sign the the petitions for them to get inside the club, which Andre had to sign. So I'm pretty sure he gave a fake his name. real name, or if he signed it and it's gonna come back later and bite him in the ass, they're gonna match the names up. Both love drama, but <laughs> in the name of the Father and the Son, masses and titties is the way that he ended that prayer. Yes, I was just like, this has got to be one of the craziest but most amazing prayers ever on film. And he like introduced all the girls as well and gave them all. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was just really awesome. It was a full circle prayer to the, to the butt, to the big boss bitch in heaven above, you know, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love so, that show. Um, what else do we have? Oh, of course, the cutest moment of the show. Little murder, a little romantic. Yes, I literally have that here. So romantic, taking Uncle Clifford to see the stars and stole his car. (laughs) That was so romantic because, you know, that took me back to my high school days. I used to ride around in a box shed. (laughs) I had a... a, redacted boyfriend that had a box chev and used to pick me up at seven o'clock on the dot every night to take me to dinner dinner being oh man what's the name of that spot it's not there no more hmm. um docks oh yeah farmers mm-hmm. yeah on university Mm-hmm. That place used to drive past it all the time. I never started going there until we started dating. He used to take me there all the time. I'm pretty sure it was a front for something else, but, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it's not there anymore. But that just really took me back uh, when I saw that. He ain't never put no like cute lights and shit in the car, but you know, I might, you know, that'd be cute now. I don't date people with box chefs no more, but we might could bring that back. I don't know. <laughs> you can put it in, they could put that in any car, you know, like, you. Well, I forget what car. I don't know if it'll hit the, it, it's not going to hit the same if it's not a box chef. Don't, don't do it in no new modern car. It's not going to be the same. You got to do it in the old school so it could be cute. What car is that that has that right now? The, what is that, the Bentley or the Rolls? Oh, that's the, um, that's the, uh, the Wraith. I think. Girl, whatever car that is, I feel like that's the home version of that. Yeah. <laughs> the DIY. <laughs> DIY version of that. So I'm like, girl, you want to put stars in your Audi? Put stars in your Audi. <laughs> get you some get you some Christmas lights. It's coming up. The season's coming up. You can get a whole rack. What color? Oh my God. Want some blue ones? Watch bitches start doing that. <laughs> yes. People about to be so bored this holiday season. Their cars is about to be pimped out in Christmas lights. Watch. Anyways, but I thought that that scene was very, very cute too. And it that was-, was a very well directed scene. Not a lot of dialogue in that scene, but just a no. lot of really beautiful shots. Uh huh. Um, and then of course when he's coming back from um, that Gosh. cute little getaway, his manager 
his actual manager, not Miss Mississippi, sees him and yep. obviously knows what the fuck is going on. Kind of already knew what was going on, though. Already knew. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out how he already knew that. I just think he thought, he just knew that when Mississippi was covering for him or he could never really, like, come up with an explanation as to where he was at and then Mississippi was always, like, you know what I'm saying, jumping in and coming up with a distraction. So, it, like, it worked out, but, like, he knew, like, he's like, nah, nigga, something ain't right. You lying about something, you know? Mm-hmm. Happened when he went to the phone around the corner, he saw him walking back. So, but I'm happy that that scene played out the way it did because it show could have went a whole different way. Right, but but when he does talk to him again one on one, he says he was like, "I thought you said that was a one time thing," and I didn't get the impression that he would have said anything about Uncle Clifford. So I'm in the first place, somebody else. So, yeah, so he must have um, talked to, yeah, that's right. So he obviously confided in him about that one time with Uncle Cliff. Or it was somebody else is what I'm thinking. Like, Mm. would he have told him about Uncle Clifford or no? Like, I don't think. Oh, yeah, it was somebody else, some other situation. Mm. I'm thinking it might have been another situation. And that was like, maybe he got caught up in that one situation and yeah. he played it off as being a one-time thing. Absolutely get but it. But I do, I agree with you. I do like the way that conversation went because Girl. that seemed like a very realistic conversation because when you like cool with somebody, really like their sexual preference, you don't really give a fuck about none of that shit. No. But with men and specifically with black men, it would be a little bit, it's always a little different and kind of like different because niggas be feeling like they're going to be looped into that category or someone's going to perceive being gay and it's so totally selfish and insecure but also the way that these men in the community think right because he like the way that he had the conversation the manager dude whose name i (laughs) also can't remember but um the way he had the conversation, it felt like an authentic conversation because he was like, you gonna do you, the heart won't, what the heart won't. Wouldn't be me, nigga. But like, mm-hmm. he kept throwing in them little things and I feel like that's exactly, like you could have just said, you do you, the heart wants, what the heart wants. But of course, niggas gonna have to make it clear, like, hey, that's you. I'm not with that gay shit. Mm-hmm. But you do that's you. That's what you need to do? Yeah. Make sure you keep that shit on the low ski. Yeah, because he's he's also saying, like, you, you need to keep it low because he know like, he cool with it, but he knows... The Other people might not be. And he know they're not going to be cool with it. So he, like... Well, uh, uh, hello, Black culture, these rap artists, like, they're not really ready to accept a Black gay man that's a rapper. I know. I need... Rapping about. I need for us to get... Like, all last year, not last year, the beginning probably the beginning of last year or the year before last i was like we need i'm just ready for like just a gay ass like gay rapper but masculine mm-hmm. there was already starting to be like you know gay rappers but they were a little definitely not a little but a lot more feminine, feminine like yeah. like big frida has existed for a minute you feel me yes. but that's definitely someone who presents as a woman so it's not the same i'm like we just need one male like gay like ma- not hyper masculine which is like like a regular nigga. Like just, yeah. Just be gay. 
And we got Lil Nas X, but I feel like it's so weird because I, I guess he's a rapper, but like I feel like he's too pop to really, really. Be. And like, he's I just, like singing. Give me like, give me like a J Cole, a Kendrick Lamar, or Drake. Somebody who's just spitting. gay. Just give me a gay version of one of these. Yeah. I feel like we need it, and I actually feel like nobody's gonna care. I know I I certainly do not care. If you could rap, you could spit, you got it. Like yeah. no one's gonna care. We do have um there's this um boy in Chicago. I think I think he's from Chicago. Like his name is like Ken something, like Ken Doll, huh. maybe. I don't know. I could be making that up. I forget what his name is, but I have seen his videos on YouTube. He is a little bit more flamboyant, but still presents as a male it's not like santana with <laughs> santana oh. be wearing like dresses sometimes and shit it's not he's not santana level he'd be more like uh i don't i wouldn't know how i describe him but he does hmm. present a little bit more masculine but not like hyper yeah not like not yeah. like little murder okay yeah, not like Lil Murdo. If we get a gay once we <laughs> once we get a gay rapper that presents like Lil Murdo, we will have achieved world peace. <laughs> yeah, we definitely will. That's the only missing piece for Girl. us right now. Um, but yeah, that that um, this episode had you know that real. It was a cute moment followed by just a real ass conversation and I feel like for a lot of people who are closeted that is probably real like you yeah you have these bittersweet moments or you, you're able to have these really sweet moments um but they're very fleeting because it's like as mm-hmm. soon as you walk outside of your bubble it's it's not you know it's not safe or not you can safe. be your real self yeah but really it's not safe right so that was, again, just Patrick Ian Polk just really wrote the hell out of this episode. Everything was like chef's kiss. Yes, it was my favorite episode. I felt like it just brought um, so many characters. Um, it spotlighted them in a great way, but it really allowed them to be highlighted and really like do their thing. Like even Pat- Patrice, even though her screen time wasn't that often, like she had a great impact. And Uncle Clifford, I felt like he had all these conflicts that were happening to him, you know? And when he went off on the sheriff, even the sheriff was trying to hold his face together. <laughs> he told him to tell Mayor Ruffin that he ain't gonna be the only one sucking dick. Yeah. Deep throat. Yeah. Smirk, you know how many times they probably had to do that scene over and over again? <laughs> busted up. You could tell he was trying to hold on to that fake ass tobacco or whatever it was in his lip hella hard. And then <laughs> he said that the that the the rims made him dizzy. I was like, oh shit, here we go with these white people talking about spree wheels. <laughs> like that instantly gave me PTSD about the whistle tips. And, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, if those you know. Of all the niggas shit that we have had to endure, like, I I don't mind most of, like, everything else, it could come back, I wouldn't care. Them guys. This was a nuisance on my life. I couldn't you fucking guys, see whistle tip. Please, please, <laughs> the whistle tip video, whistle tip go, whoa, whoa. <laughs> 
through the neighborhood in the morning. Woo, woo. <laughs> so for our listeners that are not from the Bay, oh, uh, the Bay had this, there was a moment in time in the Bay that is referred to as the hyphy movement. Hyphy movement. And the hyphy movement, it had the early everything. 2000s. There was, you know, there was a certain hairstyle. There was a certain style of dance. Dress, there was certain uh, music. There was certain dances. There was certain slang, lingo. Certain drugs. Certain drugs yes. that were associated with this. And there was also a certain car. And that yes. car was a Buick Skylark, which we called a scraper. A scraper. And, and what you did in the Skylark is you scraped around the bay. <laughs> Scraping in the scraper. <laughs> yes. And and this car, if you guys go look it up right now, like I'm surprised we haven't seen actually is Autumn driving a scraper? That's no, like a she's not, but it's a close relative. <laughs> okay. Close relative. But y'all it's the white lady is the golden girl's car. It ain't nothing nice. The seats there, are comfortable. I don't even know how we got that like this is one became of the so popular. crept into the community like crack like every nigga had a scraper and it, was it like, became very very popular why did you get that but anyway not only did they get these scrapers which are these old ass grandma ass cars but they was putting rims on these bitches they was they flipping them candy paint uh, yeah they were also modifying the exhaust so that yes you when you accelerated it it would like make this whistling sound <laughs> but the whistling sound was so loud and disrespectful <laughs> that you could hear the car coming from like um, <laughs> miles and you could hear it approaching and leaving <laughs> so irritating but you knew that <laughs> like <laughs> it was a problem they were in Oakland they were in East Palo Alto. They were they everywhere. Were they were All everywhere. Over the bay. Everywhere. If it was a nigga somewhere in the Bay, he had a scraper with some whistle tips. You really took me back. Wow. Yeah. So basically, and they had spree wheels. So you had spree wheels on your car. That was <laughs> a big thing. But obviously, if you had the spree wheels, you was not having whistle tips on because you had to scrape in the scraper and you had to be moving to make them whistle tips go. So I think when you hit about 40 miles an hour, they started whistling. And man, when I tell you that whistle was crucial, I mean, y'all look up that video, um, the whistle tips in the Bay Area. There's literally a segment where these guys interview this, the news interviews this gentleman and ask him about the phenomena of the whistle tips and his whole explanation of the shit is hilarious. So the whistle tips go woo, woo. <laughs> the morning at nighttime you know that's what we doing out here we're scraping wait i got it wrong it wasn't the buick skylark it's the buick regal the regal it was a regal it was a buick it was in the family <laughs> or the, the was another one that was popular too which one buick the skylark was popular too it was but it was it was really the regal and the lesaber and it was like the 1990 yes. Version of that. It was car. like ninety to like ninety three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because some of them were a little bit newer than the others. 
Maybe you might even get a uh, 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 Oldsmobile, like one of the 90s yep. Oldsmobiles in there. But really, it was this, the Buicks. I got that part right, at least. Buicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, we just we just went on and I know you got that nothing but a mark in a Buick Skylark. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I got it from. <laughs> oh just, my it's goodness! Just all these songs had all these Buicks in it, and these were the hyphy cars. So it was still a hyphy car. <laughs> hey, honestly, like we laughing, but I feel like if they do more scenes. Of like Chuckalisa, girl, that scraper is there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a flip scraper out there. Well, candy paint. It is. It's gonna be a lot of scrapers. I'm pretty sure if they just did that, I'm like, I'm sure that Autumn's driving a scraper. Hers yeah. is fucked up. She's driving a scraper, Grandpa. Like that shit. That job. That big ass car, girl. I'm like, who? It's a third seat in the front seat. You know, third, third, the middle row. A baby could, you know how to be, come on, sit in the front with grandma. When yeah. Sit in the front with you. Yeah. It's got a third seat in the front. Oh, man, my aunt used to have a Thunderbird with one of the seats. <laughs> I used to love that shit as a kid. <laughs> so dangerous. Shouldn't have been sitting up there. <laughs> they didn't know. They didn't know. Seat no. They didn't have, like, seatbelt science yet. They- <laughs> Girl, and the seatbelts that they did have was not restraining <laughs> They wasn't blocking. They wasn't doing nothing. All right. All right. Sorry, guys, for that detour. So back to uh, the paint. So this episode, we see, we finally see Montavious. Now this brother, Montavious, the the, the actor that's playing Montavious, I'm going to look this brother up, but he kind of gives me like Nate Parker light. Like, he kind of sort of, like, if you squint and, like, tilt your head to the right a little bit, he kind of thought he was Nate Parker, but no. <laughs> no. Montavious. It's just Montavious. It's already hella annoying. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like that he tried to come up in there with a knife in his fucking sock or whatever that was into the club. Like, I'm like, relax and unflare your nostrils, Montavious. Quit acting so hard. Just come on. But I'm going to tell you this. Montavious want to know where his money is, and it's in an offshore account somewhere. <laughs> you know it. The way she's been suggesting everybody to put their money offshore somewhere, that's where his money's at. Now, they don't have, I'm on the IMDB, and they don't have Montavious on, oh, no, sorry. Okay. My bad, y'all. I messed up. Okay. Where is this Montavious character so we could see what his actual name is? What? Whoa. His real name is Cranston Johnson? Even worse. Good night. Who? How, do you, how is your first name Cranston? Like. He's from Gastonia, North Carolina. What? I would have sworn with a name like Cranston, he would be an island boy. Something, right? <laughs> Maybe his family is still from the islands, though. Um, He was on Atlanta. Really? Yeah, he was on the show Atlanta. Really? I'm just quickly looking at his IMDb, and I actually don't write. He's done a lot of TV, 
and I don't recognize any of these other things that he did, but the brother be working. He's been working, wow. it looks like, since 2012. He has a pretty healthy IMDb. He's on a show called Hap and Leonard, which, had, or he was on that show, it looks like, for a full season. He's on a show called The Fix. Oh, he's on Wu Assassins, which I've heard great things about, but I haven't actually seen yet. Oh, what's that? What channel is that on? Um, I want to say it was a Netflix. Yeah, it's a Netflix show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you seen that new Netflix show with Jamie Foxx? Sorry to detour, but I have to watch the movie. <laughs> the, I haven't seen it yet. Good. Yeah. yeah. New, new content came out. Some new content came out. Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, Montavious comes up in the club, trying mm-hmm. to get his, trying to get his uh, shank up in the club. Mm-hmm. Surprising Autumn finally gets alone with Autumn. He wants his motherfucking money. Where's his money? Autumn and Autumn shook because she's just like, "I shot your ass," and he's like, "Not good enough." Not good enough. But also, isn't it crazy that he's asking about the money and not where the baby is? Yes. Yes. I peep that as well. Unless mm-hmm. he already knows the baby is dead. But how would he know that? Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Like obviously he really doesn't care about the baby. He's trying to figure out where the coins are at. But I don't know, like that whole shit, like she was hella shook and the way that Mercedes walked up on him and I was like, Oh no, girl, you sending her to the devil, you don't know it. But I think she peeped. Because you see how yeah. hesitant she was. Like, after they walked away, she was just staring at him, like, wait a minute. Uh-huh. So, we gonna find out next week at the Pink Chat. Yes, girl. The way that Coach walked up on Mercedes, though, and Mercedes played him so cold. Like, I'm about, I'm here to get some money. I'm not here to fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Mercedes. Like, she was not playing around with the Coach. What are you looking for? I just realized my jacket has a zipper, and that's really cool. I was like, oh, my God. What, you, what strain are you on? Girl, I'm oh, it's on Indica. Oh, you're about to be sleep. Yeah, well, and I took a, um edible earlier. So, and wow, I, okay. So, yeah, this is this is different. Not that instant stuff, so it's kind of, it's kind of. <laughs> And I really, I'm like thinking about like what I need to watch on TV tonight and I need to watch 90 Day Fiance instead of Lovecraft so I can laugh. Oh, I can't, I can't with them 90 Day Fiance uh, (laughs) fools. I can't with them. They be making me so damn mad. I'd be like, you know what? We cutting this Too much. It's too much. (laughs) Can't stand it. You're getting played. (laughs) Yeah. Bro. Okay. So... I smoked some Gorilla Zookies the other day. One, one pre-roll. Mm-hmm. One pre-roll. To the face for myself. And I got so high. I was in here doing a stand-up comedy set to myself, like in my mirror, for like 45 minutes. I did a whole a whole set. I don't even fucking do comedy. <laughs> that was like... You was doing that shit, huh? I was doing it. And, and I like could hear, like I had a laugh track in my head and like all the jokes were landing. 
that looked so that like. Was, the audience was cooperating with you. <laughs> I did a full routine. Like I could, I had a laugh track and I could hear like applause at certain jokes. And I think I only know I was doing it for a long time because I knew what time I had like came back in the house. Mm-hmm. And then uh, someone called me and I was like, oh shit, like hell the time has passed. <laughs> I've been doing this for quite some time. I Like it felt like I was doing it for five minutes. Next time you got to record that shit so you can write it down. <laughs> but also yeah. like, why would I, why did I think to do that? It was just so random. It's awesome. Awesome. Anyway, five stars. The shit that you do when you're high, girl. You- <laughs> Hello, I thought this nigga's name was Pray Tell. Somebody's <laughs> one of these shows that I've been watching. I don't know. I don't know. One of these shows, somebody's name is Pray Tell, and I'm going to figure it out because now that shit is bothering me. Shit. I'm trying to figure it out too because I feel like I've seen a show with a character named Pray Tell, but I Oh, there is a character named Pray Tell. What's the show? Now I'm going to have to. Girl, that. that's on pose. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> what did you make? Nigga from Pose. Salt my own shit. God damn it. The damn girls <laughs> is bleeding in together and he was. <laughs> Anyways. Annoying. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. <laughs> of mm-hmm, girl. Time. It time has come. <laughs> shit. This is this is actually <laughs> peepop and talking. We oh, talk about and talking. everything else. We talked yes. about a lot. This is like a a duel. <sighs> Get a two. We did. It felt like we went all over the place. We did. <laughs> Typical. One of us is high. Oh, Damn. You should have told me. I would have smoked beforehand. We could. That would have been great. Okay, so next that. next time we'll do it both. But next time I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna have my characters right because. <laughs> Niggas coming from show to show and it ain't right. It ain't right. <laughs> and then having a major epiphany. Like, yeah, it is somebody from another show. I'm like, you're from another show, another show. Fucking pose. <laughs> Obsessed with and binge that shit too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, time has come. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, y'all. It's Bab signing out. Ciao, Bella. (laughs) Bye.